Look, everybody, the board does not always fall the way you want it. So what if no cornerbacks fall to the Vikings? What do we do? Welcome to Mock Draft Monday, where that happened. It's Locked on Vikings podcast. You liked it on three, one, two, three. You, like you are Locked on Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Locked On Vikings Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. You can find the show anywhere you find your favorite podcasts, including YouTube and even Amazon Fire or Roku. Just download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app. And thank you so much to my everyday listeners. Hashtag everyday or shout out to you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, then this game is absolutely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise by using promo code locked on in the game store. It is Mock Draft Monday. I've been doing a mock draft mostly every Monday. I've been a little less consistent about it this year, but we're doing one. Uh, the, the rules here are I'm doing a full seven-round mock draft simulator um, on the Pro Football Network mock draft simulation tool, using that one. Uh, I am not allowed to take players that I have taken in previous mock drafts. Now, here's the deal. I've done a really bad job, job of tracking this. Uh, so I'm just going to generally kind of try to take people I haven't talked about as much. Um, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time talking about Dorian Thompson Robinson and, and Zay Flowers. Go for somebody else. Um, and it prevents me from just kind of always taking the guys that I'm higher on than the, the big board the simulator uses. You know, that the big board has Dorian Thompson Robinson in the fifth round, and I think he's more of a third round. So I'm like kind of, I'm going to take him like every time, and that gets a little boring. So in the interest of variety, I'm trying to mix it up and, and keep things different. But in this particular case... I didn't get a choice in that because as the board fell, first off, all four of the quarterbacks were gone by the, by 11. Um, and for me, pick 12 is when it starts to become a little more feasible to trade up. Um, so didn't make it right. And that's kind of the thing is, all right, this has to make it past the Titans with the Titans pick a quarterback, whether it's at 11 or trading up, uh, then this gets a lot harder to do. But in that world, it also, we have to kind of think about the situation that puts us in. Put a pin in that. Keep that in mind uh, for later. Um, but the first thing that I did here, I, I was up at pick 23, and no cornerbacks that I liked were on the board. Witherspoon gone, Joey Porter gone, Christian Gonzalez gone, Cam Smith, Deontay Banks, all gone. Keely Ringo gone. Really not a lot of guys. The best corner left on the board, I think, was probably Clark Phillips, and I don't think that you're taking him. Uh, at pick 23, even though I probably wouldn't hate it. Personally, I, I don't think that that happens. Um, so what do we do here, right? Wide receivers also on the board. Best one left was probably Zay Flowers, which I could do. Uh, but like I said before, I don't, I've done that in other mock drafts. So let's go somewhere else. And I think it's a valuable thing to think about. Hey, what if this board falls like exactly horribly? Like, this is worst case, right? No corners we can take. We couldn't get a quarterback. We can't get a wide receiver. We could take a DT. Brian Breesey is on the board. Um, 
In this world, though, where it's like a crazy run on corners and, and, and receivers and everything like that, something else has to fall. There's just not that many players, right? So somebody has to be falling because at some point, somebody was supposed to take a tackle, but they took a corner. Who is that tackle? In this case, Peter Skaronsky fell. I don't think he gets out of the top 10, but he's here in the, in the mock simulator. And that's really interesting. Bijan Robinson is here. I wouldn't take him in the first, but you know who would? The Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, I got a, the, the mock simulator does trade offers, and I got a trade offer from the Bengals to come up from 28 to 23 for pick 60. That trade is insane. I took it. <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay, the simulator let me do it, so I'm going to do it. But that one's almost a little bit too insane, so I figured, you know what? Let's give back the Detroit Lions fourth-round pick, uh, or our fourth-round pick. I don't, I, whichever one you think is is higher, I would guess, uh, because that makes that trade feel a little bit more fair to me, um, and, and therefore a more like accurate sim. But we still get, that's a second-round pick. So we have a second-round pick. We moved back five spots. We'll give back. We have Detroit's fourth next year from the Hawkinson trade. Um, so that was one trade. And then once I was up at 28, I watched um, Brian Breesy go. I watched Peter Skaronsky go. I watched the, the Bengals took Bijan Robinson. So now we're like really, truly at the top of a talent cliff. And you do not want to be at the top of like a, a, a whole like band of talent. Um, because, you know, if if... All the players from picks 30 to 50 are about the same. You don't want to be the one picking at 30, right? You want to be the one picking the last guy of that band before everything drops off a whole bunch because you want to be, you know, picking. A, I, I want to pick, if all those players are worth on average about pick 40, I want to be the guy taking that at 50, not the guy taking that at 30. That's the, the logic there. Um, so I took another trade down. This time I called up the Steelers. I said, you want to come up? They did want to come up for Darnell Wright, a tackle. Um, they gave me pick 49 and pick 80. This just about works out on trade charts, uh, or is at least close enough for me to feel like it's fair. So I did. I got pick 49, 60, and 80 now, but I'm totally out of the first round. So that is how this goes. And honestly, I don't feel that bad about it. I've now got three day or four day three picks, or day two picks, Um I did have to give up one of my fourths next year to to facilitate that, but that feels very worth it because I have so much capital in this sort of middle band of talent. I have not picked anybody yet, but that's kind of how this is going to work out. I think if 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 that's the floor, right? That's the worst this draft can go. Um, and I'm still pretty happy with it. I feel okay about the draft position, right? Um, now, of course, the draft can always go worse because you can pick a bunch of players that bust or they can go pick a guy that I hate or something like that, but I'm not going to do that in the sim. <laughs> well, not knowingly. Stay tuned. Uh, but now I can sort of focus on actually taking players. <laughs> so I'm going to let this thing simulate all, all the way down to pick 49 and see where we're at. I'm keeping an eye on corners too. Clark Phillips still on the board. DJ Turner still on the board. I like those two guys. Um, there's also Emmanuel Forbes. I'm not as into him, although I have not watched him that closely. So, um, you know, grain of salt there. But we'll see what happens. I'll keep an eye out. If if we get to a point where only one of those guys is left, I'll, I'll try to trade up. But uh, in the meantime, let's chit-chat about Ultimate Pro Football GM. It is my new favorite phone game. And if you like playing this kind of game, simulating uh, franchise um, you know, if you want to go through all of, I, I bet I could manage the salary cap and really draft all the good players, hire all the good coaches and win a million Super Bowls, you can go get Ultimate Pro Football GM. Just go to ultimate-gm.com or you can just search out Ultimate Football, Ultimate Pro Football GM 
on uh, the App Store. It's pretty fun to not only um, you know manage that team and kind of build your franchise, but then you can take it as far into the future as you want. I've seen screenshots of people 100 years into the future winning every single Super Bowl and totally breaking the game, <laughs> which is very satisfying. You can just kind of like win constantly um, and, and just sort of pick and pluck at your team when you're waiting for a bus or whatever, right? So go t- once again to ultimate dash gm.com or search it out in the app store and at the game store enter promo code locked on you get a 100 free boost to your team that is once again promo code locked on at the game store at ultimate dash gm or just search out ultimate pro football gm on the app store ultimate pro football gm start your dynasty today hey thanks a million for making locked on vikings your first listen of the day tomorrow if you'd like to do that again we got twitter tuesday so get me your questions i'll tell you where to send them at the end of the show if you don't know already otherwise just check out uh, the show notes or YouTube description, whichever one you are on. Um, let's move on with this Mock Draft Monday episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs> so I am now up at pick 49, and I got to pick some dudes here. I did a lot of trading around. I, I picked up a bunch of capital. I picked up, um, I, I lost a pick next year. Let's actually take some players. <laughs> so at 49, Luckily, one of the corners fell. I got DJ Turner. I talked about him at length on Friday's episode. Um, He's the second segment, so you can go check that out. But uh, very quickly, yeah, he's a little bit smaller. um, But his technique's pretty good. I think he can play inside and outside. Uh, He has a couple of problems related to being small, but he can use his body to prevent a fade, and that's okay. Uh, And ultimately, I think he can come in and be like a starting corner, And even though he's, he's a little bit shorter. And a little bit, he's like under 180, which is pretty concerning, but that's all right. And at pick 49, considering everything else I got, that's kind of, you're getting the difference between him and, I don't know. I mean, in this case, it's the difference between him and Clark Phillips, which I, some people might have him above Clark Phillips. I do not, because I think Clark Phillips is just a better cover corner, but um, in a more realistic sim, you're getting the difference between like Cam Smith and DJ Turner, which I think is absolutely worth all the other guys we're going to be able to get. Um So then we are up again at 60. This is the Bengals pick that we got. And I got a trade offer from the Jets that was very, very intriguing. And I took it. So I traded back again. Uh, There are some people that will hate this mock sim. But this is essentially what I'm doing is I am punting this draft because nobody fell to me and setting myself up to have a great draft next year. The draft is a long-term proposition, not a short-term proposition. Um, So I'm I'm okay. And I kind of hate this class anyways. This is just a lot of COVID kids that were not good enough to declare for the draft, even though they've been eligible to for three years. And the only reason they're still in college is because they had that extra COVID year of eligibility. Um, So I'm kind of okay with not really focusing on this particular year as much. There's like something very specific to 2023 that I just don't like. uh, And and, and that's okay. But that doesn't mean there are players that I don't like. I just think that this class in general is a little bit weaker. And a lot of people agree with me. Um, So I took a trade with the Jets. I Traded pick 60 for a second round pick next year, which is a bad value proposition on its own. A second this year is worth more than a second next year. But A, maybe this class is bad. So maybe I do want a second next year instead of a second this year. And B, I did also get pick 211 up to pick 112. So I did get something for my efforts. I, I moved a six up to a four. Uh, and it's actually my next. No, yeah, it's my, it's my first fourth round pick. So I have two fourth round picks. Uh, and... I managed to get a second next year. That is 
what I'm going to consider set up to take a QB next year. Whoever I end up falling in love with, I have no idea. I kind of hate them all right now, but they also all have uh, one more season to that. That's probably going to color like 95% of my analysis because that's going to be the tape. I watch way more closely. Um, so we'll just see how that plays out. See where we're picking, see what I like, but I got a second round pick. That'll help me trade up. If I want to tr- make a big aggressive move for a uh, quarterback, that's really nice. Um, this brings me to pick 80 and 87. So we're kind of up twice here in the next 10 picks in the third round. We set up QB next year and Hey, look, a good DT fell. Um, Keanu, Keanu Benton, who should not be here right now. Um, this is definitely a best player available pick. And you know what? Yeah, he might not be there. He probably shouldn't be there, but somebody will. Uh, there is in every draft, somebody who has just fallen further than they should. Because we're just not that good at predicting this. We will never get it exact. So you can kind of say, oh, I'll just take the dude that fell that shouldn't have fallen, but he did just because, you know, everybody who wanted a DT did something else in the second round or in the in the first round. Um, he is the Wisconsin D tackle. He lined up mostly at nose and he's 309. So this is definitely mostly a run stuffing guy. It, to me, this, this reads as like uh, a Dalvin Tomlinson replacement kind of, or an attempt to replace Dalvin Tomlinson. Obviously, you lose the certainty of a free of a, of a veteran when you replace that veteran with a rookie. But this is the attempt. Um, because he's very quick. He's not an edge rusher as a pass rusher, right? Um, he's not Zedarius Smith as a pass rusher. But he's got a really good swim move. I really like his swim move. Um, I don't, he doesn't explode much off the line, but he plays it very patiently. So sometimes he can kind of use your move against you. I, it, he does like to kind of let you make the first move, then react to it, which can make it slower, but can also win reps that he otherwise wouldn't have. Um, when he's actually chasing the quarterback, like he's not the guy you want chasing the quarterback down, but he'll bring, you know, the quarterback into a containing edge rusher or something like that and get that interior pressure. All you're really looking for is disruption. And then in the run game, that is amped up to 11 because penetration in the backfield blows up a run play every time. Run plays are way more intricate with more moving parts and that makes them more delicate in a way. So penetration can have a much bigger impact. Whereas, you know, if you, your, your DT gets, uh, penetration, but you know, you've got, uh, Justin Fields over there on the other side and he can just kind of run around and scramble and your tackle isn't fast enough to keep up. Then that might go to waste less. So in the, the on purpose, uh, run game. So I feel pretty good about that. I, I know we have Harrison Phillips and Kyrie's Tonga. I want more redundancy there. I, th- I think that is not enough I, I, of the, the, the big boys and Keanu Benton, Keanu Benton is good enough in the past game where he can be a three down guy. And I don't know if I feel that way about Tonga. I think he competes with Tonga for a starting role. And if I were to guess he would win that competition. I love Tonga though. I, I love that we got him off of, off of the bears but I love him as a rotational guy, not an anointed starter, which is what he is now. Um, Up at 87 as well. So seven picks later, and I do want to grab a wide receiver. I got one corner. He's probably, some people think he's nickel only for DJ Turner. I personally do not, but I get it. Uh, I I got a a D tackle, but we still haven't really gotten anybody to fill things out after Justin Jefferson and and KJ Osborne. Um, you know, you've got Naylor, which I know the team is really excited about Naylor, but that team, that, that unit needs bodies. I mean, they just need warm bot. They're like five guys short of a camp roster anyway. So they just need like physical humans. Um, so I actually am going to double dip at wide receiver here, but the first one is, uh, Xavier Hutchinson. 
from Iowa State. I said Arizona State when I did the one uh, I did it on Thursday's episode yesterday. So you can hear me talk about him and say that he's from the wrong college. I got my red and gold mixed up. Sorry. I could have called him a gopher, though. I guess it could have been worse. I got my, my states mixed up. <laughs> but he's an Iowa State receiver. Uh, he's a, a little bit small, He's but he's got some, some good quick twitch. He's comfortable with the ball. Um, a little bit more raw than more raw, a little bit raw than people are giving him credit for, I think when it comes to releases, but there's the beginnings of a really cool release package or a a really good talent for, you know, setting guys up. He knows he's supposed to get outside the frame and everything. Um, but sometimes he just kind of like sprays out there without a plan. So I think there's a little bit of room to improve with him. Um, but what I didn't realize once I got up to pick one twelve, uh, is that, Jonathan Mingo was there, and I like Jonathan Mingo a lot more. I just kind of assumed he was gone, but I guess the the PFN board has him more as like a fifth rounder. So this is going to be one of those guys that I probably would have taken like every time. I think I have taken him in another mock draft, but it was like forever ago, and I hadn't watched him. But I have watched him now. I also talked about him on Thursday, um, that he's uh, a big guy. He can block like a tight end. Ole Miss used him like a tight end, but when they did ask him to go be outside, he could, you know, chew up cushion well enough. Um, The only time he didn't look as fast as he tested which he actually tested like four four something uh four four seven i think which is not bad for a guy that size um but he did look slow against lsu which i'm a little concerned about but it seemed to be contained to that game so maybe they were trying to slow play something or maybe he was hurt and he didn't and, and i don't know about it or whatever um I'm not holding it too far against him because there was one play, I think it was against Vanderbilt. He takes a tunnel screen to the house and you can see how fast he really runs because now there's no reason to dog it. There's no reason to slow play it. When you're running routes as a receiver, going 80% can be a really valuable tool and something that receivers will do a lot to um, either give themselves an opportunity to turn on the Jets and create separation. Maybe he just didn't want to outrun, out, outrun his quarterback's range, which is totally fair. His quarterback really sucks. Um, please do not talk to me about that dude uh, unless he has a renaissance season next year. <laughs> I don't miss that Jackson Dart dude. Um, but I really like him. I actually think he can genuinely challenge uh, KJ Osborne. I don't know if he wins, but I think he, to me, satisfies, okay, KJ Osborne can compete with him for wide receiver two. One of those guys is two. One of those guys is three. Xavier Hutchinson is in that mix as well. So you got two, three, four, and Jalen Naylor is, I, I'll call him a dark horse for that right now. Um, I've got a couple more picks left in this mock draft. I have, uh, 119 and I still have my natural fifth rounder 158. And of course the second rounder next year, which I'm very happy to have acquired. Uh, so we will keep on going, but hopefully I've satisfied the needs well enough, even though the board fell horribly. We'll just see how things go. Um, I do take a shot at quarterback though. So moving right along with this, uh, mock draft Monday episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast up at 119. This is our natural fourth round pick. So 112 was the pick that I got in exchange for um, trading that 60 out into the second, out into next year, into the second round of next year. In exchange, I got 112 for 211. The compensatory Tyler Conklin pick moved all the way up here and I can grab a quarterback. Now, like I said at the beginning, I would take Dorian Thompson Robinson here. He's on the board. He'll probably be on the board. I'm way higher on him than the world and I don't care. Who knows it? Um, but I'll talk about somebody else this time. Or we'll we'll go with Clayton Toon. He's the other the other quarterback I've seen discourse on. So we'll take him. We'll see what the deal is with him. Um, so I, I picked him without really knowing about him, just for the kind of excuse to get to know him. So here's kind of what I found here. Um, 
it seems like with Toon, you are drafting, oh, okay, this guy's my backup. Like, you're just drafting a dude who to, to be your backup. Um, and, and I think the hope here is that it, if the Vikings took him, the hope here would be that he spends some time as a backup and becomes an elite processor, which he is not right now. And then a lot of his other skill sets can sort of be maximized. But he is very much, I would say, there's a there's a ceiling on him. His arm is fine, but it's not, you know, Anthony Richardson's arm. It's not Stroud's arm. It's not um, Hendon Hooker's arm. It's not like it's, but it works. Uh, and he's, his processing is like, okay. But if you throw a wrench in the engine, it, then he can struggle a little bit more with that. I think one of the things that people really like about him is the way he moves in the pocket. Uh, micro movements where he's not bailing on the pocket he's rescuing the pocket the god of these micro movements is Bryce Young um but you know that kind of thing his athleticism is like okay like it, there's a lot of stuff that works but isn't necessarily a weapon uh but it's okay um but i think he's too inconsistent when trying to thread difficult throws sometimes declining them entirely sometimes taking them when he shouldn't take them and kind of understanding that and he can make misreads that way and stuff and there's definitely like a young rawness that you really wouldn't want from uh, a 24 year old quarterback but we will kind of put up with all of that and hope that as he gets a lot more intimately familiar with the system and with play calls and with reading defenses and helping Kirk Cousins prepare this year that he, you know, grows up and does this. I I, I don't love this. Um, if I'm going to do that kind of, well, let's just hope that a year off just magically makes him a better QB in the fourth round. Um, I, I like, I would much rather do this He's a backup, and let's see if he becomes anything more with DTR. I would much rather take somebody like Hendon Hooker, who, if you've been listening to this show, I've been hating on Hendon Hooker super, super hard, but that's mostly under the context of him being a first-round quarterback. Now we're in the fourth, absolutely down for that. Um, but Hooker wasn't there, and I've taken DTR a lot. So I took Clayton Toon. Uh, love to talk about him, but this is mostly a... He seems really well set up to be a backup NFL quarterback. <laughs> If he works out. So there's definitely that kind of ceiling on him. Um, one last pick, though. I've got pick 158, our natural fifth round pick. And I'm taking Travis Dye. Yes, that is Troy Dye's brother. Uh, they, he was at Oregon for a long time. He went to USC last year as, a, as a, I think, a grad transfer. Um, and the thing about Travis Dye is that his testing was awful. And I don't know if he's going to get drafted at all because he's like literally a bottom one or two percentile uh, running back tester. Really, really bad athletic testing. Um, so it, it gives him a lower ceiling and you can see that you can see that lack of burst. You can see people run him down from behind. Um, I want, I, I, same with tune. I took him just to talk about him, but I don't think I would actually like this pick, but here's what the argument I would make if I were trying to defend it. Um, he moved around the formation a lot. He plays smart and that sort of overcomes some of that athleticism. So that's what you're kind of looking at. I think he can then get in and be part of the committee right away. But because he's such a lower ceiling guy, because there's that ultimate limit, he'll never be a bell cow. He'll never be a guy that, you know, is, is the leading rusher on your team in this world. Your leading rusher is 
I mean, it's all going to be competition determined by camps, but it's probably you're penciling in Madison to be the leading rusher. I'm assuming this is a world where Dalvin Cook gets traded, maybe gets traded on draft day. I personally am not doing player trades in these mock sims because I just don't think the player trades are really dialed in enough. You can do really, really broken things with it. Uh, and I don't think that it makes for a realistic simulation. So I'm just not doing it. But I'm assuming Dalvin Cook is either traded or cut at some point. That was the uh, the the report from Jeremy Fowler over the weekend. I've already talked about that at length, though, because, I mean, come on, we, we've known. <laughs> but uh, I digress. The point is, this is going to be a committee. Ty Chandler, Alexander Madison, and Travis Dye, in this case, or whoever they draft. And you just kind of see who who gets the reps. And maybe Travis Dye gets the reps by making the right read every time, being really assignment sound, being flexible and versatile, moving around the formation a lot, uh, and being able to make a quick decision can make up for being slow because you can start a step earlier, right? It's kind of the same thing as a lot of positions on defense. The point is to get to a spot fast. If you can run from point A to point B very fast, but you don't leave fast enough because you're being indecisive, that can betray that. And and Travis Dye, I think, is like the opposite of that. You're leaving very, very fast, and so it gives you the extra time to take extra time and extra quickness to get there. And, of course, we're talking about fractions of a fraction of a second because it's running back and everything develops so quickly, making that athleticism even more important. Uh, but also making that decision-making even more important. So that would be the way to kind of defend this pick if it happened. But personally, I don't think I would do that. I think it's, man, if, if you are going to bring in a running back that is that visibly unathletic for an NFL player, uh, for an NFL player, I'm, I'm a scrawny nerd. I'm not calling anybody a bad athlete. But uh, if you want to bring that player in, I don't think you need to spend a draft pick on that kind of player. This feels like when I'm talking about, oh, yeah, here we go. Your undrafted free agent, who's 24, by the way, almost 800 reps already on him, which for a running back, you have to really track that usage. It's like pitchers um, because they take so much punishment. I see the he's a terrible athlete, but he played pretty well because he's smart as a story I am telling about undrafted free agents all the time. I see the same thing with somebody like Mo Ibrahim, the gopher that everybody really, you know, all the gophers fans really love, of course. He was awesome at Minnesota, but he played a ton. He's got an injury history. And that's the kind of thing you're like, well, I, I'll bring that dude into camp if he's there. So that would be where I put Travis Dye, but I'm glad I got the chance to talk about him. So I don't like regret picking him in this particular sim. And that's it. That's the end of my picks. Because if you remember, I traded away pick 211 as part of that grabbing a second round pick thing from the Jets. So I have a second rounder next year, two seconds next year, and of course, still have my first still have all uh oh i don't have my third because of the hawkinson trade and i don't have that fourth anymore so that's i've just got two seconds but no third i've got a d tackle i'm actually pretty stoked about getting at 80 i've got dj turner who i'm very plenty happy with putting him in the starting rotation letting him compete with uh booth and, and evans and seeing who kind of rises out of that couple of wide receivers that can now compete with jalen naylor and kj osborne and see what rises out of that i feel a little bit better about some of these these groups. And then of course, you know, we've got some young contributors there now as well. So we don't have to pay these guys for a while, which can help with, um, a lot of the cap stuff, but that doesn't feel like the best mock I've ever done. But considering how poorly the board fell for me in the beginning, I feel pretty good about being able to navigate my way out of that situation. No, I did not get Cam Smith. I didn't get Deontay Banks or Joey Porter or any of these other corners that have been taking in some of these Sims forever and ever. Uh, but I managed to get a corner I feel okay about. I managed to get two wideouts I feel okay about. I managed to 
parlay that into, all right, no quarterback came this year, but I'm ready to get one next year. So if there's a quarterback you are absolutely in love with that's coming out next year, I have all my first round future firsts that probably happen in the event of a trade up. Maybe I don't even need one. Maybe they crater this year. Um, I've got an extra second I can package in. I am super set up to get my Kirk Cousins successor next year. And now I think the next step is figuring out what do we do with Dalvin Cook? What do we do with Zedaria Smith? Do we actually sign Kirk Cousins to an extra extension in the summer now to see if um, he can help bridge the gap if that new quarterback, whoever we take in 2024, needs a redshirt year? I'd love to have Cousins in the building for that, but that is now the the next thing, and we can kind of feel like we did our draft and we can move on to OTAs and getting ready for the season. So again, tomorrow, Twitter Tuesday, come check it out. Uh, ask me questions at Luke Brown NFL or at Lockdown Vikings on Twitter. Send an email to LockdownVikingsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can fill out the Google form in the show notes if you prefer or leave a YouTube comment. I will also catch it there. I will see you all tomorrow for that. And as always, Skull.